rest of the intelligence community doesn't believe he exists. The ones that do call him the Winter Soldier. He's a ghost. You'll never find him. I joined S.H.I.E.L.D. to protect people. Captain, to build a better world, sometimes means tearing the old one down. And that makes enemies. step people are gonna die I can't let that happen Captain America needs my help when do we start we just did the price of freedom is high and it's a price I'm willing to pay. You told me not to trust anyone. This is how it ends. Everything goes. Looks like you're giving the orders now, Captain. Damn right. guys from the bad guys if they're shooting at you they're bad Welcome to Sweep Delay Podcast. This is your host with the most, Mike Mac Masudis. How's everybody doing today? I am doing great, guys. Welcome to another episode of STL. I know I just recorded an underground hour, the top five Superman episode. Super fun. But last night, the wife and I, we went to go see Captain America, the Winter Soldier. And halfway through, I was like, man, I have got to record a bonus episode for STL. Now, if you don't remember what a bonus episode is, those are typically brand new movies. As you know, on STL, it's usually the old school 80s and 90s flicks that get reviewed. Very rarely do I do the new movies. You know, you obviously can go to many other podcasts for that kind of stuff, but i I like to consider these bonus ones, uh, you know, ones that are kind of unexpected, and just to give you my perspective on a new movie. And you know that if I'm going to record for a new movie, it had to have meant something to me. And obviously, you can tell that Captain America the Winter Soldier was a movie that I felt I wanted to talk about versus just writing up a little tiny paragraph and just posting it on the Facebook page. So here is how this review is going to go. If you don't remember in the past how I've done it, for the first part of the review, I do non-spoilers. I just give you my uh, general uh, what's going on in the movie, general thoughts, likes, dislikes, uh, and then just let you know if you should go see it, you know, wait for DVD, so on and so forth. And then we get to the spoiler section. Now, I'm going to say this right off the bat. 
Captain America is uh, this new one, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, is very hard to talk about because there's so much going on and a lot of it is spoilers. So I'm going to try my best. For those of you who have not seen this movie yet, I'm going to try my best to not spoil anything for you. So with that being said, let's get into a little bit of history first. Now, as you know, I... You know, Mirror Jason, you know, from Flicks, in regards to I'm a DC guy, you know, uh, Batman and Superman are my dudes, and Marvel is, yeah, you know, I've never, it's never really been my thing. However, these movies have been so incredible. I never thought I would ever become a fan of like Iron Man and Captain America. I was always a fan of Incredible Hulk, but just overall, I never thought I would love these Marvel Universe characters. And these movies are just a testament of how excellent they are that they can take someone like me and make me fall in love with these characters. Now, I think the last time I reviewed a Marvel movie was The Avengers. I did talk about Thor The Dark World in my year-end episode because Thor The Dark World had cracked my top five. And I kind of talked about Iron Man 3. So here's the biggest difference with this movie and Iron Man 3. You know, Iron Man 3 I was really disappointed in and it was because of the fact that it had a lot of action and it was empty versus this movie has a lot of action and has heart. And that's the thing that we love on STL is movies with heart. And this movie has a ton of it. So let's kind of set things up for you. Captain America, the first movie, is my favorite Marvel movie. I think I've mentioned this before, but just to reiterate It's Captain America, number one, Avengers, number two, uh, Thor, the Dark World, number three, and then Iron Man, number four, and then so on and so forth. That would be how things were going in. So here's the thing with Captain America, the Winter Soldier. I heard all these things about how it's the greatest Marvel movie. You know, I was just like, I wanted to live up to the hype, but I went in just ready to sit down. And accept whatever was going to be thrown at me. But I also wanted it to be just as good as the first movie. It didn't necessarily have to be better than the first movie. But I just wanted it to be on the same level if it was possible. And I shall discuss if that is the case and what happened. So Now, I went in this movie for the most part really spoiler free. All these trailers that came out, I really avoided watching them. And... I think that's a good thing because surprisingly, I was shocked to see that Captain America was going to be a fugitive in this movie. And I know that there's been some trailers that came out and says, you know, unfortunately, Captain America is a fugitive. So it was a really big surprise moment for me when that occurs throughout the film. And it's not a spoiler because it's in the trailer. But for me, I had not seen that trailer, so I didn't know that Captain America was going to be a fugitive. And that was a really great, fun surprise. Now, I can't tell you why he was a fugitive. That'll just be a spoiler, and you want to find out for yourself unless you check out the spoiler section. But it's definitely a fun thing. So essentially what's going on is this, of course, takes place after the Avengers, and we have Steve Rogers and uh, actually Natasha Romanoff, a.k.a. Black Widow, both of these two are working for S.H.I.E.L.D. You know, they pretty much live there, and they do various missions from here and there. Well, there's this big mission that happens in the beginning of the movie. It's very cool. We'll talk about that in a little bit. 
look, something goes wrong, but Black Widow gets some information on a little, um, you know, USB drive, if you will, but it's got some information on there that's pretty sensitive. And there is this guy called the Winter Soldier. Now, I'm going to assume that everybody knows who the Winter Soldier is. However, just in case you don't, I don't want to spoil it for you. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But he's the main bad guy. Uh, He's kind of like this enhanced assassin. You know, he's kind of a brainwashed dude. He's got this robotic arm. And he's been wiping people out for over 70 years. So essentially, he's kind of like Captain America, but like the bad version of him now we have a new person added to this movie which would be robert redford and obviously this guy has a lot of movie cred uh this guy is loved by many many people and i thought he did a fantastic job being added on and what robert redford's character is is the fact of he is kind of like the main uh he's the senior leader within shield you know he's a member of the world security council so and he's also an old friend of Nick Fury. And, of course, Nick Fury is in this movie actually a lot. Samuel L. Jackson is awesome as always. He doesn't say any mother effers, you know, uh, but that's okay. You know, this is a, supposed to be a, a you know, a somewhat kid-friendly movie. So we got to not have the notorious mother effer from Samuel L. Jackson, which is okay. So without giving away the reason behind Captain America being a fugitive, at some point in the film... Uh, something goes down pretty drastic. Captain America has information on it and shield wants it and is obligated to get that information from him. So he becomes a fugitive of shield and Captain America and black widow both together are out to find out what this information is and also try to escape shield at the same time. There's a lot of callbacks to the first movie, uh, namely Hydra. If you guys remember the main Nazi guys, the main bad guys, they have a big impact in this movie, surprisingly. And there's other callbacks to the first one, but we'll save that for the spoiler section. But needless to say, there's a lot of amazing action sequences that happen while Captain America and Black Widow are trying to get things figured out. We have a new guy added to the bunch, which is called Falcon. Uh, His name is Sam Wilson. He is this parachuter man trained by the military in aerial combat and uses the special design wing pack. Now, this guy was super, super great. I'm going to get more in details on these characters, but he's kind of like the third guy. There's a lot of great chemistry moments between these two of like, he knows that Captain America is superior to him, but at the same time, he doesn't put himself down. He has a lot of confidence in himself, which is really great. And Captain America really respects this guy because of the things that he has gone through. And they they just have such a mutual respect and love for one another it's really awesome. I really didn't think, you know, in the trailer, I was, I didn't really know about this guy, but he is a huge impact in this movie. And basically, crap goes down and they got to save the world. And it's like I said, it's really hard to get into this, but Hydra makes a big comeback into this movie. So essentially, it's like Captain America has to face the same villains from the first movie, but it's on a different playing level, and it's more high-tech, it's more complicated, and it makes for a very interesting and fun sequel. We have a new person added, Emily Van Camp, Sharon Carter, Agent 13. Now, I am a huge revenge fan. 
I love that show. And Emily Van Camp is from that show. She was on a couple other shows. You know, you may have known her from Rosewood back on the WB, but she plays Emily Thorne on Revenge, who's just this badass, you know, you don't want to mess with girl. And I was very excited that she was in this movie. She's not in it much, but the scenes she's in are effective. It's good stuff. Um, there's one character in here that I absolutely hate with a passion. That's Gary Shandling. I don't think this guy is has one bit of comedy in this guy. I have no idea why people think this guy's funny. I'm, I've never laughed at one joke he's ever told. I thought I think he's a terrible actor. I think he's a terrible comedian. And he's... Oh, I am just... When I saw him in this movie, it was cool that it was a callback to Iron Man 2, but his character in this movie sucks. I, I just can't stand Gary Shandling. So. Now, Gary Shandling, thank God, is the only person I don't like in this movie, and he's not in it very long, so no big deal. Who cares? Let's, let's move on. Let's get to the people that really matter and are really excellent. So, of course, our main guy, Chris Evans, Steve Rogers, Captain America. This guy has such a heart of gold. He's so he's so likable. He's so great. And man, did they step things up. His fighting style is amazing. He did some jujitsu, karate, boxing, gymnastics. I mean, the opening sequence is really great. It's a beautiful shot uh, just of a sunset. And you just see how fast he runs. It's really good. It's the first time he gets to meet up with Sam Wilson, a.k.a. Falcon. And their relationship starts to immediately build. But the beginning starts off with this crazy mission where they got to go rescue uh an agent, you know, an agent of shield that is captured on this boat. And we get an excellent sequence of Captain America just tearing it up, man, just running, jumping, using his shield. Now the the biggest difference between Captain America and Batman is that, you know, Batman still won't really shoot some dude. Captain America, if he needs to take, if he needs to shoot you, he's going to do it. But he prefers not to, but you know, the dude's from the army, man, so he's not going to hesitate to pull the trigger if he has to but for the most part he does some serious damage to some folks with some knives going through their hands and stuff like that it was excellent beginning sequence i loved it and then when he takes his mask off and some guy challenges him and says you know i thought you were more than just the shield and let's find out you really get to see him fighting now sometimes the camera would go a little close up so you could you know you'd have maybe a little bit of a hard time seeing the fight sequences but for the most part it's done really well overall uh captain america is this is the best of captain america i mean he's phenomenal in the first movie he's great in the avengers but this one is so awesome because you know we have everything out of the way so we're immediately dealing with the captain america that we've come to know and love after the avengers so immediately it starts off with comedy moments of things that he has to get done that he's been you know since he's been gone from the 40s you know he's got some movies he's got to catch up on and music so there's a lot of good fun comedy moments uh, of stuff like that especially when he pulls out a book and has a list of things he has to do. Make sure you you look at some of those before he closes it. It's kind of funny and comedic. But overall, uh, Steve Rogers, Chris Evans, just overall fantastic. I loved every second he was on screen. He was great. Uh, I, I thought his martial arts fighting style and sequences was top-notch. His Some of the stunts that he does 
ridiculous. I'm telling you, man, so good. And this guy, this guy has not only a heart of gold, but he is fearless. The amount of buildings he'll jump out of just to save a situation. Oh, so good. I love it. So this is by far Chris Evans' best performance as Steve Rogers, Captain America. Fantastic. Let's move on to Scarlett Johansson. Now, I am a big Scarlett Johansson fan, and I love me some Black Widow from Avengers. So when I found out she was going to be in this movie, I was really excited because of the fact of, you know, I really wanted to see more of her in the Avengers. But, man, I'm going to say this right now. Arguably, she steals this movie because the scenes that she is in, man, she is almost as bad as Captain America. Let's just put it that way. She's funny. She's witty. She's dealing with character change that she's dealt with from the Avengers. And they really develop her character very, very well. You know, there was talks... I believe that said she wouldn't be worthy enough to have her own movie. Well, guys, after this, I think Black Widow deserves her own movie. She's fantastic. Now, don't get me wrong when I said arguably she steals this movie. I'm just saying that she, her presence is so huge in this movie and just so much character development and just the relationship between her and Captain America was really sweet. It was really genuine. There's a really strong friendship there. And just uh, there's a lot of talk about trust between these two. Who do you trust? How can you trust each other if we don't know, you know, where we're coming from kind of thing? It's really great. And it's good time. She was awesome. Now let's talk about the Winter Soldier. The Winter Soldier as a villain, man, this guy was awesome. Like I said, he's like Captain America, but just the opposite side. He's as fast as Captain America. He's as strong as Captain America. Arguably, he's probably stronger than Captain America. The guy has a mechanical arm, which just makes him that, you know, that much badass. Obviously, he has a mask over his face, so you don't know who he is. If you have a brain, you know who this guy is, but if you don't have a brain, I'll save it for the spoilers who he really is. But it should be no question when you look at this guy's eyes, who is really him behind the mask. They do a great job with this character, and what I really dig is how they handle his character at the end of the film, which obviously we'll talk about in the spoilers. But let's just say they don't pull the typical movie mistake of showcasing your villain and not really going anywhere with it satisfactorily. I should put it that way. So uh, the next person that was great, like I said, Sam Wilson Falcon. Really great guy. As I said, you know, he has a lot of great flying sequences. You know, there's a tragedy with this character that Steve Rogers immediately connects with. And that's why they have such a great uh, relationship together. Excellent chemistry. And like I said, he knows Captain America is better than him. But that's not going to bring him down, and he's the first to admit that he's like the third wheel, if you will, behind uh, Black Widow and Captain America. But without this guy, a lot of the sequences would, you know, the successfulness of this movie would not have happened, obviously, which we'll talk about later on. We have some returning people. Uh, We have uh, Maria Hill from Avengers, you know, the girl that was kind of the uh, the side by side. 
uh, agent for Nick Fury, she returns, which was really, really cool. It was really awesome to see her. I told you about Emily Van Camp as Sharon Carter, Agent 13. She's not in this movie very much, but she essentially, uh, all her sequences she was in worked very well. And finally, uh, the last two people I want to talk about is Robert Redford and Samuel L. Jackson. So Samuel L. Jackson, of course, has been in all these movies, but this is the first of all these Marvel movies that his character is actually given some depth, uh, some sort of not just a normal, you know, badass boss, but an actual chance for you to resonate with the character, have some emotional depth with the character, and you're taken to some history with Nick Fury, and you get to see what the upcoming future is with this character in the next Avengers movie, which is very exciting, and I'm very excited to talk about that later on and see where it goes and then finally robert redford you know of course robert redford is a huge actor that has well much love and respect in hollywood so of course i now i'm not the first to run out and see his movies you know it's more of my dad's kind of actor but it's cool he was at it and he did a great job as a senior leader within shield and i thought all of his performance was excellent. So uh, with that being said, I really got to get into the spoiler section. So let me just say this about this movie overall. Now, I'm not going to get into my rating until I get towards the end of the episode. But for those of you that are maybe on the fence about seeing this movie or you haven't got around to it or whatever the case may be, you've heard that this movie is like the best Marvel movie that there is, it's better than Avengers, so on and so forth. For me, I would say this. Halfway through the film, I had my star rating, and I said it would take a lot for this movie to jack up this score. And by maybe 30 minutes left, I immediately knew where this movie sat in my Marvel Universe's favorites. I'm going to tell you this, that there's a lot of hype for this movie, and it actually... I would say lives up to it. Now, is this movie better than Captain America 1? And is it better than the Avengers? That's going to be for you to decide. Uh, I will tell you how I think it ranks when we get into the spoilers. But just as general speaking, I thought it was an excellent film. I definitely say you got to see it in the theater. It's very huge, large scale. We're talking some major, like, it's not just in one location. They do a lot of different places that they go in this film. I don't think you need to see it in 3D. I saw it in 2D. It worked very well. The special effects are top-notch. You've come to love the special effects of these Marvel movies. And Captain America, the Winter Soldier, does not disappoint. It's just as top-notch, if not possibly better, than they were for the original film. And the character of Captain America is so much better in this movie. And Black Widow is so much better as a character in this film. You're going to definitely look at Nick Fury in a different way. And you might actually come to love the character. If I mean, I think most people like Nick Fury. But you may possibly love the character after you see this film. 
the bad stuff happens uh, in the spoilers I'll talk about. It's more of a nitpick. As I told you, Gary Shandling, I hate this guy. Uh, luckily, he's in it for maybe three minutes tops, if that. So thank the Lord this guy is not in there. I respect the fact they want to pull this guy in as kind of like, you know, uh, Iron Man 2 uh, reference, if you will. But he was the only actor I was like, ugh, you know, but not enough to drag any sort of stars off of my rating. So with that being said, I highly, highly, highly recommend this film. Go out, go see it now before you get any spoilers because this is a movie that you do not want to be spoiled on. There's so much crap that is going on in this film that I can't even tell you the plot synopsis because it'll give too much stuff away. It's terrible. That's just that's how good of a movie it is. When you have a movie that's so good that you can't explain what the story is because you'll give so much away, that's when you know you got a good flick, guys. So I highly recommend, highest recommend, go check it out. Could possibly be your favorite movie of 2014. So with that being said, that is it for my non-spoiler review. So let's get into the spoiler section of Captain America, The Winter Soldier. All right, guys, so now we're in the spoiler section. This is the meat of the review where all the good, great stuff that happened in the film I could finally talk about without having to be so vague. First off, let's talk about the whole Nick Fury storyline that happened in this film. So first off, I'm in a somewhat of a big theater, especially in my town, small town. There was a lot of people there, and I had this kid sitting behind me. I don't know. He had to be like seven or eight years old. And this is the sequence that takes place where Nick Fury's just chilling in his badass, uh, you know, truck with the machine gun that just happens to be in there, and he's getting attacked by all the cops, and they're just trying to blow him up and everything. This kid's like, why would they do that to him? You know, he's all freaking out and stuff. What I really dig is this truck was almost like Kit from Knight Rider. I mean, this thing was like, had so much intelligence and I love the fact that it had a percentage of how much damage was being done to the vehicle. I thought that was so cool. It was so like, it was so simple, but it was so effective at the same time. And I dig the fact that it knew immediately the injuries that Nick Fury had from the car wreck. But, you know, he's able to, like, you know, take this little shot, stick it in his arm, and make him be able to deal with the situation going on. And I love the fact of right when he's, like, at 1% of the window being shattered is when he decides to smoke everybody with that huge machine gun. That was awesome. And then, of course, we see, as in the trailer, Winter Winter Soldier shows up, throws a thing under the truck, and I didn't know, but it was going to be Nick Fury that gets flipped over, which was crazy. Now, uh, of course, Nick Fury uh, goes to Captain America's apartment. And, you know, they had a talk prior to this situation where he brought Captain America down to, like, the highest level clearance there was. You know, there's this really cool elevator elevator sequence where they just sit and talk about, like, his dad and about trust. Trust is a big, big theme throughout this movie of who can you trust? Can you trust in yourself? Can you trust in others? It was a huge theme that was throughout this film that I really dug. You know, and it, it was done in a way where it wasn't, like, being thrown in your face, but it, you could tell that that's what the whole theme of the film was, is trust. And they did it in such a great, great way. You know, and of course, Captain America and Nick Fury, they kind of have little choice words 
before Nick Fury gets attacked. So Nick Fury shows up at Captain America's apartment and he has the information. Uh, in the beginning of the film, when there was this big uh, rescue mission, Black Widow had to get encrypted files on this flash drive. And the flash drive was given to Nick Fury. He's trying to break it. It can't be broken. And that's when he realized that somebody higher up has got to be doing something. Of course, you think the higher up, Robert Redford, is the guy that is going to help Nick Fury. But in fact, you find out Robert Redford's the bad guy. And the guy that's sent to have the black um, you know, Winter Soldier kill Nick Fury. Crazy. I did not see that coming. I did not know Robert Redford was going to be a bad guy. Let alone when Nick Fury gets shot and killed you're like whoa what the hell happened how is the avengers going to go on however i will say this there was a moment that i had maybe about 10 minutes after the sequence happens where he dies in the hospital i remember in the trailer nick fury saying to captain america well i guess you're giving the orders now captain and i remember he had not said that line yet so that's when i was like well two things one he hasn't said that line yet so he can't be dead and two why don't they just Agent Coulson this guy? Because, you know, we clearly know Agent Coulson died and then they did some sort of craft to him and brought him back. And I gave up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because I hate that show. It's ugh, whatever. And speaking of which, how the heck is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. going to continue after this movie since they basically destroyed S.H.I.E.L.D.? I'm very curious, but at the same time, I'm not. So I think I'll just hear what Jason has to say over at the S.H.I.E.L.D. Files podcast and hear what he has to say about this because I don't care at all about that show anymore for me to invest any more time to even find out the aftermath of captain america the winter soldier but that being said robert redford did a great job being the bad guy but nick fury coming back to life you know because of the fact of he do he didn't trust anybody but you did have his partner uh in crime maria hill i was happy she was still a good guy i was so happy that uh the new agent emily van camp sharon carter agent 13 i was happy that she was a good guy now in regards to captain america being a fugitive it's because nick fury gives him the flash drive nick and uh, captain america hides the flash drive in a vending machine because he knows that people are after and, and nick fury said his dying words were don't trust anybody and of course captain america is a man that will believe something like that and that's how that's why he becomes a fugitive because they know that he has information that Nick Fury gave him and he refuses to give that information up and we get the beginning of the fugitive sequence when he's in the elevator and beats all those guys up which is just fantastic and funny enough it happens to be his crew that he worked with in the beginning of the film in the big action sequence which is what really sells the point of you can't trust anybody Really, that elevator sequence really, man, took a tool. Man, that elevator sequence was amazing. And I love the fact that Captain America can just, like, jump out of buildings, you know? I mean, they, in the beginning, they show him jump out of a plane, and he has no parachute, but... He, when he's stuck in that elevator trying to get away from the shield agents and he jumps out of the building and he falls super far, it was crazy. But at the same time, it was so cool. Now, let's talk about my two nitpicks that I have. One in particular, the other one I forgave after the sequence went into play. The The biggest nitpick I have is the sequence that happens uh, when we have Falcon, Captain America, and Black Widow. They are getting attacked uh, in the vehicle. This is shortly after uh, we had the talk about, you know, you saved my life. 
would you trust me to save yours? And Captain America says, now I would trust you. And that's, of course, when uh, we have the Winter Soldier on top of the truck shooting through. And she jumps to basically guard uh, Steve Rogers, which was so cool. But we have the Winter Soldier attacking these three. And we have Falcon, who's just, he's on like the truck. And he gets thrown off. And he starts to roll down the highway. Now, in any normal situation him at the speed that the vehicle was going and him falling off and rolling he would have been cut up big time man he'd have cuts scrapes bruises whatever the case may be he had nothing and this guy's a normal guy he's not like steve rogers where there's nothing that can explain how he has no damage it was it was dumb however i've forgiven so much crap on stl that is way worse than this that whatever I, it was a simple like, well, obviously it's a nitpick, but it's so little of a nitpick. It's stupid, in other words. So I'm like, I've forgiven so much more in all the 80s movies. Why would I let something like this bother me, let alone attempt to bring down my score rating? So that was really it in regards to that. And the, the biggest one I thought I was going to have was really the, the supercomputer sequence. Because really, you know, Agent Pierce or Alexander Pierce, that's Robert Red, Redford's character, you know, when they're on the run from him and, and they find out that after using a flash drive, they discovered that there's this old shield underground base in New Jersey. So they activate this somewhat supercomputer and it has this uh, consciousness of Armin Zola. If you remember him from the first movie, he was the kind of the scientist who had like the glasses and stuff. And he reveals that since shield was founded after world war two, that Hydra secretly operated within its ranks and it started to put chaos across the world in hopes that humanity humanity would basically surrender its freedom in exchange for safety. That's kind of like this crazy guy's notion. And this guy has like the consciousness where he's able to talk to uh, Steve Rogers and Black Widow like he's there even though he's dead. So you got to think though that, uh, I should put it this way, Iron Man 3 was so out there for me. And I know that this is a comic book movie, but it's like Iron Man 1 and 2, that stuff to me is like Batman Begins in the Dark Knight. It's like, it's so like, it's uh, it's so hyper-reality, if you will. It's like they try to base it so much in reality, but it's obviously hyper because it, in all reality, it wouldn't happen if we're talking no such thing as comic book movies. Then we get to Iron Man 3 and we have dudes that are on fire that can just punch through metal and all this other crap. It was stupid. It did not sell me. And I was like, this is just a stupid comic book movie that has nothing to do with Iron Man 1 and 2. It, that's where it was so empty for me. They weren't even trying to make it realistic. And then we get this supercomputer. I'm thinking, oh, God, here we go again. Iron Man 3 crap, right? And then I got to think. I'm like, this guy's a genius. And they show all these millions upon, you know, not millions, but like hundreds of tapes that this guy is saying that he knew that he was going to program his consciousness into this thing. So I'm thinking, look, if I could believe in Kit and, you know, I'm already got to believe that Steve Rogers is like the super soldier and it's already hyper reality anyways, I can go with it. So afterwards, since it was such a fun sequence, I went with it 
because it wasn't some dude on fire punching through like metal and all this crap and ugh, let's not even talk about Iron Man 3. So needless to say, I thought it was going to be a nitpick, but I actually dug it. I thought it was cool and it was a really fun way to find out that Hydra was back and they were in charge and they were actually part of S.H.I.E.L.D. I thought that was pretty intense. All right, now let's talk about the Winter Soldier. So when the kid behind me sees that this guy is Bucky, he starts freaking out. He's like, I thought that guy was dead. I'm like, dude, everybody knew that Bucky was the Winter Soldier. You know, I knew when he fell off the train. I was like, and I heard something about Winter Soldier. I just immediately knew that that was going to be Bucky before I actually got confirmation that that's who that character is. Because I guess the Winter Soldier, because, you know, forgive me, I don't know all the Captain America comic stuff because I never read a single one. But as far as I understand, the Winter Soldier is considered like the best storyline in Captain America comic books and it's not even that old of a series it's like from like 2006 or 7 or something around that time period but it's pretty cool i mean clearly if the guy's 70 years old and looks like steve rogers you know it's got to be bucky here's what i dig that they did with this character they didn't kill him off man that was awesome i'm thinking okay we're just gonna have the typical bad guy that is the good guy underneath the typical Darth Vader story of you're still good inside let me pull it out of you stuff and then the movie ends as he dies he has a redeeming factor and that's it no this guy doesn't have a redeeming factor in this movie he just simply saves Captain America's life at the end lets him live and decides he's going to figure things out on his own making him into the third movie that is amazing thank you marvel for using your brain and not killing this guy off and deciding that hey we want to use this guy for the third movie that is great now what i mean by no redeeming qualities i'm talking about the fact that they didn't pull the typical uh you know he remembers everything at the end of the film and he's a good guy no they decided they wanted this guy to have just a little bit of conscience left to not kill captain america and figure things out on his own that's great. I thought that was awesome. And I really love, you know, this guy's look. He was definitely a big presence in this film. He was he was scary. He looked awesome. You could tell he was, you know, the the big foe to Captain America. Excellent scenes of action with this guy. Anytime he was on screen, I was like, man, Bucky is so cool. And I really, really love the fact that they did an old school, you know, obviously it wasn't in Captain America 1, but they put a scene of Bucky and Steve as friends when Steve was still just a little tiny guy and Bucky was just there. And of course they give you that line that he's going to say to him at the end of the film, but it was really cool. You know, you got to see some of that special effects again. And another thing I really loved was the fact that we had the return of Peggy Carter, you know, the, uh, the love interest to Captain America in the first movie. I thought she was dead, but no, she's, you know, she had a family, but she clearly loved Steve and she was kind of in her deathbed in a way, but they didn't kill her off. I was thinking there was going to be a creepy sequence of them kissing and I'm so glad that they didn't go there. I thought that they handled the scene very well. It was very tasteful. It was a lot of information. It was great. I really, really enjoyed it. And, you know, in regards to Nick Fury, man, it was so cool. We got to see what was under his eye patch for the first time. And I just love the how they, they decided to build his character. They really did. You know, they they had him be the typical Nick Fury, like, oh, you know, I'm going to do things my way. But, you know, 
taking a step of faith to believe that Steve Rogers would do the right thing in his apartment to give him the flash drive and then revealing himself that he's still alive and then going after you know Robert Redford's character at the end was really excellent and then when you get to the end and he takes his eye patch off and he's gonna burn it and he puts on his new sunglasses and got the hoodie on I really dig the look but it was like they 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 made you really care for Nick Fury. You know, it's like there was so much character development for Natasha's character and for Nick Fury's character. Even though this is the Captain America movie, we had so much, you know, dealing with Captain America, dealing with how uh, today is and making you love him that much more and what he's fighting for, who does he trust what does he believe in? And then you get Black Widow who at the end sacrifices all of her past to save us, which was so cool. You know, she's been kind of the secretive person of the Avengers and you know that she's done some bad stuff, but she's willing to let all that out to save us at the end because, you know, uh, Hydra is going to basically smoke millions and millions of people all at once and the last 30 minutes is basically falcon captain america and black widow just trying to put the pieces in place to be able to reverse that effect and it was done very very well uh i will definitely say this i mean uh i thought the the stanley cameo was really really funny it was good stuff i liked hearing the voiceover from gary sinise you know i like how they revisit captain america from the first movie from the uh the smithsonian institution i thought was really cool and captain america just telling that little kid to be quiet it was you know i thought I just really like all the little cameo appearances and just the callbacks to the first movie and still being able to tell a better story, you know, because this one is so like Captain America, you know, is a fugitive. You know, how cool is that? You have much more uh, bigger and badder action sequences, but they're all done for the sake of the story and not just to make it bigger for the sake of bigger. All the action sequences that happen in this movie were for the story. And that's what I really appreciate and what made me really, really love this movie and why I feel it's better than the first movie. I definitely give this one five stars. No doubt about it. The the stupid little, you know, Falcon falling off the, the truck and not getting any cuts and the computer sequence those two little nitpicks I had, which the computer sequence I then was okay with, were nothing for me to drop my star rating. My hatred for Gary Shandling definitely wasn't going to drop it a half a star or a star. You know, that would be ridiculous. But the reason why I love this movie so much is it has so much heart. You know, I'm a sucker for a movie that will bring me in and just has so much heart. Right from the beginning of just the sequence of Captain America and Falcon together, just joking around, but then being able to be open and just, you can immediately get that chemistry and all the callbacks to the first one, but taking the action sequences and not only making them better, but make them for the sake of the story. And then making me think that Nick Fury's dead and making me question how the future of everything is going to play. And then making me not ever think Robert Redford was a bad guy and you just do an excellent twist there and then you bring hydra back which i didn't think would come back was so cool and hydra was such a much badder foe because of the technology of today and it was it was so it was full of emotion it was full of action and comedy and of course 
I love the fact that the bad guy doesn't die, doesn't die and he's going to be back for the third movie. And just overall, it lived up to the hype. And I would definitely say it's my favorite Marvel movie, hands down. So I would rank it as follows. I would do Captain America, the Winter Soldier, number one. I would do Captain America, number two. I would do the Avengers, number three. I would do Thor, the Dark World, number four. Uh, I would do uh, num- Thor, number five, because you guys know how much I love Thor. Iron Man, number six. Uh, Incredible Hulk, uh, number seven. Iron Man 2, number 8, uh, and then Iron Man 3, number 9. I think that's all of them, right? We got uh, Iron Man 1, 2, and 3. We have Thor, Thor, Thor 1 and 2. We have the uh, Avengers and uh, the Captain America movies. So, yeah, I think that covers them all. That's how I would rate the current Marvel Cinematic Universe at this point in time it's fantastic and you know i'm a dc guy and you know i have the dark knight trilogy that i love and adore and can watch all the time but i clearly know man that i'm sorry the dark knight trilogy and man of steel that's we have very little movies you know the marvel universe is whooping 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 dc we've known that for a while and here's hoping things get turned around. Uh, I mean, clearly, TV-wise, I think Arrow whoops Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s ass any day of the week. And I think they're doing the TV way better than they're doing the movies. But that's just my opinion. Maybe there's some of you out there that love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I can't stand it. But I think Arrow is in the right direction for DC. And hopefully they can figure something out with their movies and be as smart and such you know character heart that these Marvel movies do, you know? So, so yeah, man, that would be it. That's my review. It's my favorite movie of 2014. I know we're only in April, but I seriously don't see this movie being topped. Maybe amazing Spider-Man two will do it for me. I don't know, but I think this will stay as my favorite movie of 2014. I know my wife loved it. So, I mean, you know, she immediately gave it five stars and she, I think she's rated like six movies her whole entire life. So I know that she loved this movie. So, that's it, guys, for my review. So I want to thank you guys so much for joining me for this bonus episode, and I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget that next week there won't be a new STL movie review. That's going to be the following week when Jameson and I return to do some Revenge of the Nerds. I'm super pumped about that. There may be a possible underground hour. Uh, I don't know yet. We shall see. I'm going to be recording some uh, Night Rider stuff and some wrestling stuff because wrestlemania 30 is tonight my boy the rock is back i have no idea if he's gonna you know i i doubt he's doing anything except talking some smack and stone cold's back and i think it's gonna be an amazing wrestlemania 30 here's hoping and praying that the wwe network does not crash and plays the whole thing with no issues whatsoever but i'm super pumped so i'm gonna be recording a wrestling podcast on that tuesday on wrestlemania 30 my co-host ryan is at wrestlemania as we speak he's met a bunch of people so i can't wait to talk about everything that went down so i will post the link to that episode when it gets recorded so if you are a wrestling fan you can check that out and hear what i thought how wrestlemania 30 was how things went down and how i see things going and we'll hear what ryan has to say on that and uh don't forget to check out my boys podcast 
Uh, I know Jason and Dan are going to be reviewing Captain America at Flicks. They're going to be tearing it up, so make sure you go check out that episode. And then I know Movie Mojo Monthly is going to be reviewing some Captain America, and I can't wait to hear what Jameson has to say. We haven't even talked about this movie at all. I just told him I was going to go see it, and of course his response was very good. So that's the best way to do it, right? So if you guys want to write in for the next episode of Revenge of the Nerds, if you want to write in for Revenge of the Nerds 2, or you want to write in for Captain America, please do so at stlpodcast at gmail.com. And then don't forget to check out the Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash podcast. And I do have some exciting news that I'm hoping is going to come true. And I am hoping to share that on the next episode. We shall see if things work out. So that being said, guys, go out there. Go watch some Captain America. I hope you enjoy it. You may not love it as much as the first movie or over Avengers, but that's okay. I'm just giving you my thoughts, my perspective, and why I thought it was, you know, why it's become my favorite. So that being said, guys, I hope you have a good one. You guys are the best. Take care. Masunas out. When Captain America throws his mighty shield, all those who chose to oppose his shield must kill. If he's led to a fight and the duel is due, then the red and the white and the blue come through. When Captain America throws his mighty shield, When Captain America throws his mighty shield With strength to sail three lengths of a football field It's really quite a feat when you think he's great But he claims that he's too busy for a date So Captain America throws his mighty shield When Captain America throws his mighty shield With the joy inside that his eyes can't quite conceal it would force so brute, he's in ecstasy and must change his suit When Captain America throws his mighty shield Cap represents sweet freedom From New York to Los Angeles He's the red, white and blue A patriot so true he throws his shield in lieu of sand